0: Welcome to Africa Watch on the Dr. Mumbi show. My name is Dr. Mumbi Saraki. How are you guys doing? How's everything going? Uh, I'm in a good mood because so much is being exposed on the African continent. Pole pole, like pole pole means slowly, slowly, but still things are happening. And there was a shocking, uh, you know, there was a shocking revelation last week that I must share with you. Absolutely. Uh, It didn't make news until like the weekend, but you know, we still gotta, we still gotta expose what's happening. Thanks to everyone who follows the show. Thanks to everyone who subscribes. Don't forget to like the show guys. Don't forget to follow us on our Patreon. We will be adding videos, um, probably like the videos for the week. We'll be adding them first on Patreon. So if you want to have an exclusive look at what we're going to discuss, go ahead and just, you know, just to support the show. Thanks to everyone who has supported us through our PayPal account. We appreciate each and every one of you uh, we're sorted now a lot of people have been asking what's happening with the security what's happening this with this, what's happening with that we're good we're good uh, of course the most high is our first and foremost you know bodyguard and security but we're good we've got some cameras in we've got you know different little things that we've been able to do due to your generous donations anyway stories for other days anyway uh, you are not gonna believe what happened so a UN of a UN truck A U.N. armored vehicle for the peacekeeping mission in the Democratic Republic of Congo had overturned last week near the Rwandan border. And I'm surprised this didn't make news. It's like epic. And um, what was shocking about this is it was found to have illegal minerals, ivory, and other precious stones. Now, you know, this establishes that you, the UN peacekeeping forces in the Democratic Republic has been, and there's been a lot of allegations, sorry guys, there's just a lizard up there. There's been a lot of allegations um, against the United Nations peace in- peacekeeping force in the Democratic Republic of Congo. They've been there for over 18 years, uh, since around 2010. And a lot of people have been saying that not only were they allegedly involved in, you know, the sexual abuse of, you know, young girls and women, not only were they involved in increasing, you know, prostitution, etc., but they were also, there were a lot of allegations that said they were part of the reason that the war in the Democratic Republic of Congo never ended and they were actually fueling the war because they were involved in the illegal, you know, excavation and exportation of minerals. Now, this is a really, really, really uh, embarrassing discovery because, you know, allegations are always allegations. But when you're caught red-handed, so you can be accused until you're found guilty, right? But when you're caught red-handed, it's a mess. And as you can see with this UN truck, they had carried so many kilos of this stuff and what they were, they had, you know, what is suspected to have been carried was uh, cassiterate. And cassiterate is basically a derivative of tin and it's used in all electronic project products so there's a huge huge demand such a huge demand that the cost has gone from uh, $5,000 in 2003 per ton to $19,000 Um, last year. So you can see that's like a double or triple in price. And what we saw actually almost a quadruple in price. And uh, the sad thing is that another UN staff was also allegedly found with 1,200 kgs. That's like 1.2 tons of this yellowish mineral. uh, And evidence now confirms that the UN peacekeepers are not as clean as we want to think. And you know what? The mission in the the US peacekeeping force, it's the largest mission in the world. There's 25,000 U.S. U.N. security forces. And what happens is that member nations of the United Nations basically donate, uh, like literally donate or assign different um, numbers of their armies uh, to the peacekeepers. And then they're sent on assignment to different nations. And so this is it's also the most costly peacekeeping force. I wonder why. What else are they do? Why is it so costly? What else are they doing behind the scenes? It allegedly costs um, the United Nations $1 billion a year to maintain these 25,000 UN peacekeepers um, in the Democratic Republic of Congo. But we're seeing that why won't the war end in the DRC? Why is it always being perpetually just, you know, who is fueling it? Who is maintaining it? There's a lot of, you know, fingers that have been pointed at international corporations. There's a lot of fingers that have been pointed at international governments being involved. Even neighboring countries like Rwanda have been accused of being involved in the, you know, in the violence in the Democratic Republic of Congo and also fueling some of those things. What is really going on? this is really shocking now when we come back i'll be telling you uh why you know we need to be praying for congo because elections are coming up and things are not looking very clear remember congo is the former you know belgian colony and before that king leopold you know the one who was famous for cutting off the hands of his um subjects the the most brutal Hannibal or cannibal of ever of all time, uh, yeah, that's a history and horrible legacy of the Democratic Republic of Congo. But we'll be giving you the details of what's coming up later this year and why we need to keep an eye out on the Democratic Republic of Congo. We'll be right back. Wake up. Welcome back to the Dr. Mumbi Show. My name is Dr. Mumbi Saraki. How are you guys doing? Africa Watch, the shocking revelation that last week a UN peacekeeping vehicle, you know, those armored trucks, Uh, It overturned near the border of Rwanda and it was found carrying, you know, illegal minerals and ivory and other precious stones. This is a huge embarrassment to the United Nations peacekeeping forces and to the United Nations on a whole. And a lot, you know, and this makes it harder for them to fight the image of being a new world order tool to maintain control and to maintain the status quo in a lot of the nations where they're doing peacekeeping missions. It's more like their war-keeping missions, you know what I mean? Well, you know, Congo is probably one of the wealthiest um, resource-rich nations in the world. They have cobalt, they have copper, they have diamond mines, they have tantalum and tin, and also gold. Now, in 2009, it was estimated that their untapped minerals were worth 24 trillion dollars. 24 trillion dollars and you know they have 1 million tons of lithium lithium is used in like rechargeable batteries Um, they have the world's largest deposit at 63 percent of cobalt and cobalt is the biggest um, mineral that's being used in like the emergence of electric vehicles it's also used in rechargeable batteries and just for cobalt alone It goes at 26,000 US dollars per tonne. And so you can understand that there's so many, you know, and this is the, the war in the Democratic Republic of Congo has been going on for decades. And there's a lot of allegations that it actually has been uh, a lot of some people call it the first African world war. Other people call it the great Hollis, the great unspoken Holocaust. Um, there are rumors, you know, and allegations that about six to 10 million people Congolese have died since 1996. and there, you you know, they say that 1,500 um, people are dying daily, and yet it is the most resource-rich nation in the world. You know, there also these, there's always been stories of how, you know, foreign nations would fly in weapons, and then, you know, they'd remove the weapons from their planes, fill the weapons with the cobalt, fill the weapons with the tin, fill the weapons with lithium and then fly out and so we must think that a lot of these situations because they can get this for peanuts They ain't paying that $26,000. They're just putting it on that, you know, they're paying the warlords. And so there's a lot of militias and, you know, different warlords that control the different mines. And the people are living in complete abject poverty. And, you know, they have a code, like there's a Congolese mining code uh, that, you know, was updated in 2018, which raised the royalty rates uh, from about 2% for every metric ton to about 10% on minerals. Is it being implemented? Who knows? Because, you know, the Democratic Republic of Congo has had a lot of issues. Now, they gained independence from Belgium in 1960 under the leadership of Patrice Lumumba. And if you guys haven't heard of Lumumba, you need to check out his, you know, what his his messages, his speeches. And what actually happened is um, within like a few years, he was assassinated by foreign you know, governments. And you guys just need to look into his history. And then in 1965, Mobutu Sese Seko, the worst dictator of Africa of all time. And that's a hard, you know, that's a hard title to hold. He took over and he ruled from 1965 to 1997 when he was ousted by Lauren Kabila. Now, Lauren Kabila was actually assassinated by one of his bodyguards in 2001 and was succeeded a few days later by his son Joseph Kabila Let me just, you know, and, and actually his son Joseph Kabila remains president till this day now Congo actually has the Democratic Republic of Congo actually has a two-term presidency and what happened is um, Kabila was elected in 2006 and then he was re-elected in 2011 um and the late opposition leader who was also killed Etienne Tshisekedi um he claimed that he had actually won the 2011 presidential elections and international observers actually said he had but you know there was a lot of ford and Kabila may, may, managed to stay now his term actually ended in 2016 but he refused to hold elections because he said the government didn't have the richest nation in the world couldn't find a billion dollars to hold elections. Can you imagine? So he's actually been in illegally in president in the president's you know seat since 2016. Now, he has said that he is going to... Uh, the, so now they finally announced that they were going to have elections. He's got in his stooge... And his inside man to run and his inside man is actually going to be running in the uh they're being held in november 2018 we'll be keeping an eye out here and i will be giving you more information on the democratic republic of congo so his man is going to run he's going to remain um like the chair of his party but get this after the five five years like in 2023 he can run again and become president again because of the constitution. So what he's decided is there was so much international pressure for him to step down. There was a lot of violence and political unrest. So he's decided he'll he'll step down, hand the baton, be watching that guy and then get it back in 2023. So it is a total mess. I will be sharing more details because I know a lot of brothers and sisters have reached out to me from the Democratic Republic of Congo, but it's shocking that the United Nations was found smuggling minerals. They're supposed to be serving and protecting and they're out there exploiting. Shame on them. Anyway, may the Most High Creator bless you. May he bless your family. And may he bless the Democratic Republic of Congo. Congo needs to be free. Congo needs to be free. And the children, you know, and another thing, before I finish, let me just quickly mention this. 13 million Congolese need humanitarian aid. 4.5 million have been displaced. And 7.7 million don't even have enough food what a curse that you could be walking on the richest land in the world and yet you're just displaced and other people like the Samsungs of this world like the apples of this world are just you know they're like trillion dollar industries benefiting from you and you have nothing this needs to change because this has been the story of Africa for way too long wake up